I am Martine Powers. This is an election update from Post Reports. I didn't really know much about Donald Trump. I think I watched the first Apprentice, and that was about it. I am officially running for President of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. I kind of thought it was a publicity stunt, more or less, like, oh, I'm going to run for president. And, you know, then it kind of stuck. My name is Jennifer Applegate. I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm a social worker and also a yoga instructor. White women are a very large group of voters in the country. My name is Jenna Johnson, and I'm a national political reporter at The Washington Post. And in 2016, it seems that they went for Trump slightly more than for Hillary Clinton. So I didn't vote for Hillary because I was never a huge fan of hers. And I started to believe the things coming out about her. I definitely remember hearing about Benghazi. That was such a horrible thing to see happen. If you look at white women with bachelor's degrees, that's a group that Hillary Clinton won. If you look at white women who do not have bachelor's degrees, that is a group that Donald Trump won. But I did end up voting for him because there wasn't much negativity surrounding him at that point. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. I just kept hearing negativity about Hillary and the stories about her and all the different things that were coming out about her. And it's been interesting because ever since 2018, and as we've been looking at polling ahead of this next election, it seems like a lot of these women are moving closer to Joe Biden. Let's put it this way. I cannot help but quite literally put up my middle finger at Trump signs at him coming on the news, at seeing his ridiculous ads about Joe Biden's America, definitely voting for Joe Biden. It seemed like there was a big opportunity here for Biden and a big challenge here for Donald Trump. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about what actually happened in 2016, because at least from my recollection, that was one of the big narratives that came out of that election was that white women supported Trump. And that was what kind of put him over the edge. That's what ensured that that Hillary Clinton would lose and that white women were in some ways held responsible for their support of, of President Trump. What was it about him that they thought was worth voting for? You know, a lot of the women I spoke with who voted for Trump in 2016 told me that they just liked that he was different. There's one woman who had watched him on The Apprentice and liked that he was a businessman. Everything that she had heard about him seemed to be positive and that he was someone who would be a political outsider and bring a different sort of mindset into the office. I knew his history with the casinos. My parents used to take us there for vacations to Atlantic City. So I definitely knew the names and knew he owned casinos back in the day. 
other women said they weren't going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, there were things that they didn't like about Trump, but they decided to to give him a chance. Many of these women said that they wish they knew more about him then. But according to the media that they were consuming, according to what they were reading on Facebook, they were painted an image of Trump that they liked and, and that they wanted to take a chance on. So then what has changed for many of these women and why do they think differently about that decision now? Well, the thing that has changed is that President Trump has been in office for three and a half years. They have an actual record that they can look at. They can look at what he has done and decide if they like that or not. Everything he was supposed to do with the the small plan he did have in 2016, which was basically just to undo everything Obama did, he hasn't done anything. And in many cases, they can look at their own lives and see if their own lives have changed or not, and if they hold him responsible for any of those changes in their life. Some of these women also said, you know, they realized pretty early on in Trump's presidency that they didn't like him. We don't have health care. We don't have good relationships with foreign leaders. We don't have anything sustainable. We don't have, he dismantled so many things. That he wasn't quite going about things in the ways that they had hoped he would. But part of me really questions that because it's like, well, wasn't that clear from before 2016? Like, wasn't it clear the way that the president speaks and the ways that he thinks about people? And I feel like all of that was on display before he was elected. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, sometimes people would list something that he had done, like making fun of a New York Times journalist you know, who has a disability. Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. And I would tell them, you realize that happened before the election. Mm. Uh, But they say for some reason, they just, they hadn't seen it. They didn't know about it. And when you say that that some of them are looking around at their own lives and thinking about ways that their lives have changed and whether that's attributable to President Trump, what are some of the things that they're looking at? Well, the big one is this COVID-19 crisis. This has led to major changes in their own jobs. At least one of them has had a relative who has caught coronavirus. So my mom got COVID-19. She was in the hospital for about three days. Her blood pressure was kind of going crazy. She did pass out twice. The other thing is the protests that are going on in the country right now and the conversations that many people are having about systemic racism, about police brutality. All of these women said that these are things that they're really concerned about. So this change of heart among some white women voters who had previously voted for Trump, what kind of opportunity does that present to the Biden campaign? So with all of this, we're talking about a pretty small number of voters. It's not like we're talking about massive, massive shifts here. We're talking about perhaps pretty small shifts. But in some states that were decided by very narrow margins in 2016, even a slight shift could make all of the difference in deciding the election 
this year. Hmm. Places like Pennsylvania, where in 2016, 6 million people cast ballots and the election came down to Trump winning by 44,000 votes. Michigan, which was decided by less than a percentage point. Wisconsin, which was also close. In all of these places, even small shifts among groups of voters, especially if it's several small shifts among several different types of voters, can really make a big difference. You know, when it comes to what exactly the Biden campaign is doing to make sure that those women are actually taking their feelings and and voting on them, each state has teams of Democratic organizers who've been focused on these voters for many years. But this is made difficult by COVID. You know, you don't have the door-to-door door knocking that happened in previous years. While Biden is doing a little bit of traveling, not as much as he used to. So that's a big question ahead of this election is, are these voters going to be motivated enough to show up and cast a ballot? Jenna Johnson is a national political reporter for The Post. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.